Oh shit, okay. <sighs> Welcome everybody to this podcast, uh, the greatest podcast west of the Mississippi. Uh, with Dominic Cusinelli right now. What up y'all? And uh, Dom and I went to high school together at Sage Creek High School. And uh, now you're studying econ at UCSB. Yep, UC alumni is here. Got Leo at UCSD as of 2019. Gang gang. Congratulations bro. Thank you very much. Um, how you doing in economics right now? You know, grades are good. I don't know how I feel about the classes themselves. Take some things of value out of them. Some things are like, you know, just getting through it. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. For sure. But like, you're not, like the topics aren't that interesting that make you want to go to class. So I'm trying to think because there, there are interesting components of it. I wish I could think of an example, but there are points that are interesting. And I do think that there's a lot of good that you can do by understanding markets. Like, for example, I, I enjoy investing in the stock market. And one of the things I think is just vital for anyone to understand about any type of market, whether it be a market for a good, a market for services, a market for like social media, just anything, it's going gonna, it's gonna to flow. It's going to have its ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. So you see... I always like to look at the stock market because you have hard numbers. But in the history of the stock market, there's massive ups and there's massive downs. And that's all you can rely on. But the trend is still going up. So you kind of have to see the cyclical nature of markets like you see in economics applies to a lot of things in life. And I think just internalizing and understanding that more is the biggest takeaway that I can have from econ. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. But do you learn anything about stocks at UCSB? Nope. It doesn't feel like a lot of practical stuff. Like, for example, there's a lot of consumer preference graphs is what I was doing last time. It was intermediate micro. And it didn't feel like it had any practical application. That was just my thought. Mm. Um, Dude, I swear, in the AP economics I took in high school and the, the, the college economics classes I've done in college, or college economic classes, I swear all I remember is doing graphs. That's it. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because I think if you want to predict, I don't know, I feel like econ's a lot about making predictions about people, right? And maybe I'm just not deep enough into it, but what I've seen a lot is that the main assumption you make when making economic predictions is that people will be rational. And I also am very interested in psychology and I do a lot of reading in psychology and I like to watch people and like, try to decode like what they're doing and why they're doing it. And if there's one thing that's obvious about people, it's that they're not rational and trying to model the world as if people are going to be rational is going to give you really inaccurate predictions. So it's almost like if you want to predict where markets are going to go, I feel like it's more important to understand the general cycles that markets go through. And then from there, try to decode what people are going to do with an understanding of psychology to make your predictions of where things are going as opposed to like graphing it out and, and assuming that people will be rational. People are crazy. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that we expect 7 billion people to expect ra- or to uh, be rational at all times is pretty insane. Right. And it's almost like another way to put it is human evolution has occurred over billions of years. I mean, when you, when you think of where it started, like the very beginning from single cell, whatever. Right. Mm. And when, when did the brain come about? Like, I, I want to say 
and I, I could be throwing out a totally wrong number, but maybe like 90% of the structures in the brain weren't designed for rational thought. They were designed for survival mechanisms or, you know, building on top of that. But like the actual level of rationality that we expect people to come to is a relatively new development in the brain, evolutionarily speaking. So expecting people to fully act on that is like, biologically, it doesn't even make sense. Hmm. But like, I feel like how, how the brain was, um, or just how our brains were created. I mean, I think it like naturally, um, like you, how we're like, we're designed to be like survival of the fittest. Like, I think that's why we always like, like socialism won't work just from that standpoint. Just from the point that we always have to be doing better and like there's always going to be someone that's going to try and be better than everyone else. Like it, it's like competition is innately in our blood, uh-huh. in our genetics. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think where to go off of that. What were you saying? I'm sorry. The socialism? Well, no. Like, what, the, like the, what was your point? My, my point is that like since we have this mindset of like survival of the fittest and since we have this mindset of like. Yeah. Like. Like hardwired. Yeah, like if if you don't become the best or if you're not ahead of everyone else, you're gonna like die and you're gonna not do as well as everyone else. It's always gonna drive us to not like conform and be like in a group think. Ah, I don't know where I'm going with this actually. Group think is real. Yeah, because I think sort of think very real. Right now we have a fat group think going on right now. Yeah, well, if if you look at. The general, because we're talking survival, right? So we're really talking career path. If you look at the general arc, it seems like everyone goes to college. Like, there's definitely a group think there. It's like, mm-hmm. everyone goes the same direction. Like, yeah. that's the default. If, if you want to be successful, the narrative that's spun out that 80 to 85% of people want to follow is get your education, you go to college, and then you go get a job. True. So, and it's like, and then people innately fall into groups. Like that's a very deep rooted human thing too. I don't I don't know as much about the psychology other than that that's just a fact of it. But it's very natural to organize yourself into groups and it's very natural for people within the same group to tech to like tend to think in similar ways. Either if they became part of a group because of similar thinking, or if membership in that group altered their thoughts to make it more similar. So do you think we should stray away from groupthink? Oh yeah. yeah. I I believe very strongly in independent thinking and like that's one thing I'm trying to work on. I feel like internally that makes sense, but externally more, I'm trying to like worry less about people disagreeing with me and having stronger opinions and like speaking them freely. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, I'll debate it with you. And if that, and if that pushes people away, then great. You know, like I'm okay with that. But I feel like we're designed from the start to have a group thing. We are. And that's why it's like, like, I mean, you go to school you have to have the same answer as every single person. Yes. And then, yeah, you can't, you can't have anything different. Well, you can, you just... Well, like, just from the start, like, <clears throat> I remember going to school as a kid, and we had to wear uniforms every single day. We, it's awful. You could only have one pair of shoes, you could only have one pair of belt. Yep. Wore the same thing every day, and did the same thing every single day, and then just, like, designing you for group think right off the bat, even a more extreme extent than public schools. That is very true. It's like when you have to give one answer mm-hmm. and there's no room to rationalize like, oh, I thought it could have been this answer. This is why. And get some degree of credit for being, you know, for thinking it through. It's that, yeah, it's putting you in a spot where 
Look, let me tell you, in my opinion, in this world, there's nothing. There's nothing that has one right answer. Everything's more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. So training people that there's one right answer and you have to all come up with the same answer in order to be right. I, I just, I disagree with the general philosophy around that. But like, is the I I I just don't see how anything is gonna change though. Like, I don't see how the school system is ever gonna. Well, change. it's not about change or not changing. I mean, it's not. So here's the thing. I don't think it's inherently bad. It. I mean, that's kind of human nature tends to move towards groupthink. If you, if you don't believe in that, or you know. Yeah, if you don't believe in that, you can you can come up with your own opinions and you don't have to be fully invested into the school system. But also, I do I do think we're trending towards I wish I, I wish I knew more about where the school system was going. I think there's a lot of people interested in reforming it and trying to make it more about creative thinking and just more open and even like teaching more relevant subjects like like more about financial management and like just things that'll actually be more practical. While we're talking about practicality, one thing I've noticed, one observation I've had is that this is going to sound dumb at first, but stick with me. I think you should be allowed to have your phone on, use your phone during all tests in school. And here's why. Here's why, right? Nowadays, if you need information in the real world, you can look it up. There's no point in remembering small details that you could look up in five seconds, right? But if you need conceptual ideas that you can't just look up online, those are the things that actually have value, are the deeper concepts and opinions and beliefs and rationalizations you have for for those things, right? So like, there's no value. I don't want to say no value. But if if you're, for example, you you take a history test and it's a lot of writing and you can't have your phone. Why couldn't you go on your phone and get real details, right? If you're in a work situation and you're working on a project, you need to know how you're doing the work, right? You need to know how to do it because otherwise you can't complete it in an efficient manner. But the minor details of it, you can go on Google and look up real quick just to assist what you're doing, right? True. So if you give a time limit and give someone a test, why don't you let them fill in their gaps of knowledge in a practical way, but then require them to be quick enough on their feet and know enough prior to starting the test to be able to finish it in a certain amount of time. You following what I'm saying? I think in some classes you might need to not use your phone, though. I think in some, like, language classes, maybe not. That's about it. Well, I I guess, yeah. That's true. But you could have an oral component of that. Because in terms of the writing, it should be about just understanding sentence structure. And And that's a complicated thing. You can't put it in Google Translate and get sentence structure to be correct in most languages. Like teachers can always tell when you just put something in Google Translate because it's like, like there'll be situations, for example, when you ask a question in Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think exactly how it is, but I think two of the words get flipped around. When you put something in Translate, that doesn't happen. So you can make written components in language being about understanding the grammar and the structure of sentences, right? right. And then you can have sp- speaking parts of it where, yeah, now you got to prove you know the, the fucking vocabulary, you know? But, like, at some point, I feel like, in being devil's advocate on both sides... Yeah, sure. I think the use of, like, not having your phones and having to study it and 
forcing kids to cram, then they forget it right after the test is a bad way. But also, if you're allowing them to use your phones, like what's allowing them just to not copy and paste everything and forgetting it right after the test? Well, it depends on what the assignment is, so... I feel like you're not learning either way, though. That's what scares me. You're just being more prepared for the real now, world. Now, here's, here's the thing about that that I believe. I think you need to be more thoughtful about what kind of test you give if you give people access to the internet while they're taking it, right? So it needs to be complicated enough and taking enough thought to where you can't just take basic information and copy and paste it, right? You need to take basic information and be able to pull things out of it, right? So I'm trying to think of an example. Um, like you couldn't do definitions. Like right, like you couldn't put definitions on the test. It would be useless, but you could say like, you know, explain this concept and give an application of it that existed in your own life, right? And then all of a sudden, you can't get it on the internet, but you can go, you can go and fill in the gaps, right? You can, you can, oh, I don't remember the definition of this. Oh, okay, this word means this. Okay, now I'm gonna apply it. Because in the real world, you can get quick pointers from the internet, but obviously once it comes to doing complicated work, you need to understand how to do it. And that's what I'm saying. I think the point is, is that understanding how to do things is way more important than memorizing things. So if you can use your phone as filling in the gap for what you need to memorize, it forces you a lot more to understand how to use information as opposed to remembering information. I like your point about like uh, applying it to your real life though. Because whenever yeah. I remember things the most is when it applies to my yeah. own life. And that's kind of the point is like, I don't think you actually learn until you internalize information. Meaning that you can tell me a concept and I can memorize the definition, but it's not until I have an actual application either philosophically philosophically, or in my own life or in some way that's meaningful to where that connection just clicks in my head to where now I don't even need to remember the definition. I just actually like in my, in my brain, there's just an understanding. Like I've made a connection. It's just there forever. You know, mm. it's kind of like that point where you can learn something and you don't even have to recall the information. It's just kind of ingrained in the way you think at that point. At least that's how I feel about it. Yeah. And honestly, if that connection never happens, you may as well have never learned it, in my opinion. Because it's you're not you're not referencing it regularly. But what about classes like math? What about classes like math? I mean If I give you an algebra problem and you can go on the internet and figure out how to do it, I mean I guess the problem is is like So you don't think you should be like forced to memorize equations? No, it's pointless. If if you can look up an equation online easily then why would you be forced to memorize it? And the other thing, like, I, I mean, there's, there's, so there's many equations <laughs> jammed into my brain. I know, I know, it's crazy. I would say the quadratic formula is insane, and I still somehow remember it. Uh, that's funny. That is true. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> I've never used it once in yeah, my real life. Yeah, it's crazy. Some big ass formula. Yeah, you know, there is a level of math understanding, and I guess understanding that, like would be too easy to just type things into a phone and fully get the answer and all the work with it. So yeah, I guess so I'm not totally right. Yeah, but I guess algebra, you can just type in the, the problem in the first place and get the answer with the full work and everything. I think going back to the group <sighs> thing... It's tough. Is like, once it starts coming into politics, it kind of scares me. Okay, elaborate. Well, where I feel do you like we're that? designing people not to stand out and voice their opinions. Like, I wonder, like, looking into yeah. it, I wonder if there's some people who... We're surrounded by, you know, 
liberals who like don't see that kind of view and like they're conservative and they want to be liberal or, or they're or they're they're liberal and they want to be conservative. Like I feel like there's like I I see it in the like the movie world like in Hollywood. I feel like everyone has to be liberal and if you're conservative like you're just casted out. Mm. And it's like I wonder if there's people who are actually conservative but are just confining other people just so that like they don't get cast out. Mm. I don't know. It's interesting. Just like yeah, even afraid to like stand out about what you actually feel. It's scary. Yeah, that's interesting. It's definitely a thing. I mean, people want to do what is like expected, I guess. Or I, I give me an example. You have an example here. I mean, like say say you're born into like an extremely conservative household. Right. And. Say you're a woman, and okay. yeah, I feel like um, you don't agree with everything that's conservative. But like, if your mom and your dad are conservative, and your brothers and sisters are conservative, like you don't want to be the oddball of the family. You want to be casted out. So you just you live your whole life being conservative just because the people around you were. I think that can be true, and uh-huh. but you talk about it like. But it's just like yeah. Yeah, it it's definitely like there are there are consequences to disagreeing with the people who matter to you. Absolutely. Well, we but, we we made like a culture of conforming. I feel like I don't I don't think we created a culture designed around conformity. I think human nature, by nature, people conform and culture centered around human nature. I think I think you have the causation backwards. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like whatever you're born into, majority of times that's what you're gonna end up doing. Like that's how you're gonna end up thinking. You don't have to, though. I feel like for a lot of cases, that's how it is, though. You know, it's it's kind of once you step out and see the world and see different things and hear different opinions, it's kind of like, I kind of think of it like this. The person who's in the ear, your ear the most or the person you listen to the most is the one you're going to think like the most, right? You know what I'm saying? So right. you can choose who you listen to and you can choose whose opinion you value and you can choose whose opinion you value less. So if you disagree with someone and just one day you wake up and say, you know what, I don't really value their opinion that much, then all of a sudden you're not, you're not confined. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like actually having a process of determining, okay, like I value this person's opinion because I agree with the way they think. And I like, you know, you can, you can tell me what you think, but I don't value this person's opinion. So I'm, I don't care, you know? And then, and then gray area, of course, on different topics, Mm -hmm. Hmm. but you can definitely, you can definitely alter who you listen to. Yeah. Good point. And I do, but I, I feel, I feel it in politics a lot. Like, dude, I think people just need to say what they fucking mean and then deal with the consequences more often, you know, like. Yeah. I definitely felt that much in the debates. I know we don't, we don't want to go too far into politics, but yeah. like when people are up there bullshitting and it's like, <laughs> man, you can, you can, you can tell when like someone's up there saying something because they think it's the right thing to say and it's just BS. Yeah. You know? Hmm. I like what you're doing right now though. You're not really caring what other people are thinking and stepping out of the box. I need to do that more. Yeah. I try, you know, it's like, I think everyone needs to do that more. It really is a cons- like, 
there's a level of it where in general I think I've always cared less about what people think of me than the average person did but now it's like I could tell that right away meeting you really freshman year you got a story behind that yeah okay tell me a story I can come back to this thought first week of high school freshman okay. year this is the first time I hung out with you outside of school okay. like I know we met in 7th grade yeah yeah okay but I remember this like it's the yesterday I've never heard this so I'm, I'm very I've interested. never told this story to anyone Okay. <laughs> so literally after like the last, the first Friday of freshman year, All right. we like, uh, like a ton of guys, like 13 or 14 guys. I remember together. this. Yeah. And we go to Point City. I remember the day actually. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we all played park baseball <coughs> on uh, Point City too. I don't know. I forgot what field we were on. I, I remember vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. But all I remember is someone hit a ball. And we were playing, if, if someone threw a tennis ball at you and you, you weren't on a base, you were out. Okay. And I remember I was on the other team and someone was going to third base and it was like a bang, bang play. And I remember, I don't know for sure what happened because I don't really remember, but I remember I thought that the ball hit him before he touched it back. But I was on the team that was, that was, uh, that was on offense. So like that was my guy. So I wasn't going to step up and say anything, but everyone Everyone was saying that he was safe on my team. Especially, everyone on my team was saying they're safe. Everyone on your team was like, ah, he was kind of safe. And I remember you fucking came out and you're like, no, he was out. And you were the only person that stood up. And I remember I was like, I think he's right. I remember not saying anything. And like, I was so mad at myself because I didn't say anything. And you were the, you stood up to everyone. Every single person on the field you stood up to. And he got called out because of you. I remember that. And I was just like, I respect that kid. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. That was the first time I was like, this kid's not really scared of anyone else. No, I... That's funny. Yeah, I... That's the first thing I ever, like, remembered you about, other than you in seventh grade wearing your Chase Utley t-shirt. <laughs> That's about it. That's all funny. The one with the fucking picture of his face. Yeah, the big ass <laughs> dude. That was... Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Dude, it's crazy looking back at, like, some of the stuff we wore... It's just like, dude, why are we wearing that? <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> it was like, it was like that. Um, it was like him like throwing the ball like some midplay. <laughs> I was like, why are you wearing that, bro? You always wore something, dude. I remember I always wore something with the White Sox on it. Yeah, I always wore something with the Phillies. That's hella funny. It's just crazy how how much you just change, you know? Yeah. I remember every single day I watched the White Sox play. I can tell you every single person's batting average. I can tell you who was oh, doing yeah, good, was who was doing. Dude, I couldn't tell you four players. In the I don't know about right baseball now. now. You already know where I stand. I, I mean, I think yeah. it's it's kind of dying out. I don't know if it's gonna completely go or anything, but like it's a, it's definitely a weaker organization than it was ten years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's just crazy how things change since you're a kid. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I like that story. That's all funny. Yeah, I remember. It's it's weird looking back in high school and like seeing how some people. I don't know. Like it's weird because I remember sitting at my sitting there freshman year one day and like my dad just met all you guys and. You just like went off on who I should be hanging out with, who I shouldn't be hanging out with, and that really? was just weird hearing that. And he was like pretty right. Like he was pretty spot on. Really. Who we thought like, was gonna turn out being well, and who thought wasn't gonna be turning out well. Probably don't want to name names, but I'm, I'm not gonna name names. I'm not gonna name names, but <laughs> well, okay. Don't name what he said, but who was there that day? I can make guesses in my head. Wait, what? Who? Who? 
Who did he talk about? You don't have to tell me what he said about who. Obviously, I was there. There, there is. Torres was there, right? Torres was probably there. Like, I mean, Crew was there. Minus Crew was there. Probably. Yeah. Cool. Maybe Noble. Uh, maybe, maybe Noble might have been the question mark in Crew, but okay. like, it was basically the basketball squad, the baseball squad. Okay. Okay. I, I understand. Essentially, yeah. I don't. I don't think anyone else other than those two squads were there. Yeah. I I weird. guess I can guess what he said. Yeah. I feel like you know. Yep. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was my... That was... That is weird how you remember, like, first impressions, though. Like, the first real memory of... Do you have that? I can't... No, I don't know if I do. Really? For some reason, I always... If I get really close to someone, I always try and think as hard as I can about the first time I saw them and what I thought. Like, I feel like I have a really good long-term memory and an awful short-term memory. Dude, my memory's not... Okay. It's like we said earlier. Things that I don't internalize, like, make a note and make a connection with, I don't remember. Like, just straight up. It's that simple. Like... Mm. So, I don't... Like, most of the kids in crew... Like, let's think through crew. Like... What do you mean? I don't remember the first time I met anyone in, in our crew group message, which is like seven kids we hung out with a lot in high school. I only remember the first time I met Tanner. I remember the first time I met Tanner because <laughs> we were in ASB and ASB met a week before <laughs> school started and dude, our teacher, Mrs. Evans, the worst. We did this drill where like <laughs> you put blindfolds on everyone else and you had to lead them across the way and you'd either say stop run or like pick your leg up if there's something there and me and Tanner were on a team we were guiding Ricky <laughs> through, the, through the maze and he gets past the finish line and Tanner yells run and he, he runs as fast as he can straight into a wall and his whole face is bleeding the next day we have picture that <laughs> and if you look at the freshman year there's a picture of Ricky kind of and his face is all cut up because Ricky, because Tanner told him to run into a wall. <laughs> it's the first time I remember talking to Tanner. Oh, God damn. That's funny. <laughs> He's wearing a Ladanian Tomlinson jersey. <laughs> Ricky was or Tanner? Tanner, Tanner. Was, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course he was. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's hilarious. That is fucking funny. Oh, my God. And what else? You got any other funny first impressions? Um... I just remember the first time I talked to Torres, his mom was driving us home from paintballing. And he was just talking to me about NCIS and how we've seen, like, every show. Or, like, um, one of those crime shows. I forgot. Mm. I remember talking to Bryce because he was wearing, like, a Bears hat or something like that. And that's how oh, we nice, started talking. Nice. And Corf probably in basketball. Yeah. And Noble probably. Noble, seventh grade. We, he sat in front of me in uh, Mr. Rex class, and we talk about 2K11 <laughs> all the time. <laughs> 2K11. Kyle Corver was cheese on 2K11. <laughs> Kyle Corver cheese! <laughs> and, you know, MVP D-Rose. OP, my God. The days for Chicago fans, man. Yeah. For young Chicago fans, at least. It was the day. Dude, the Blackhawks winning Stanley Cups. Those the days. Dude, that was a... The first person I ever met in Carlsbad was Julia Hayashi. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's about it. Did you like Aviara? I don't think I had any problems with it. Like, I don't know. Um, 
thought about things that much when I was a little kid. <laughs> Dude. When I was that young. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's very true. Uh, another story about you. I remember hearing about uh, you in eighth grade. Yeah. And I have a feeling this one's not as good of a story. <laughs> I don't know. I was talking to Bryce. And yeah. I, I remember because we used to play basketball. Yeah, yeah. And I remember he was like, dude, you remember Dominic Cruz and Elliot? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, dude, some eighth graders try to kill him during lunch oh. time because he like, threw some milk at someone. And he ran around the campus away from the eighth grade. Dude, I'll tell you what. That's the fucking fastest I've ever ran my entire life. <laughs> and I was like 12 years old. Pulling ass, man. I would have gotten pummeled by some fucking big ass kids. So, so background. Background. I don't know if you know this either. The background fully. I don't. Actually, I, honestly, was it J Rex? Was he involved in this? Dude, I barely even know what happened. To be honest, mm. I kind of just caught the aftermath of it. I remember something about Dakota Miller like jumping on a carton of milk, and it got on this group of older kids' backpacks who like sat in the same area of us as us, and like. I didn't think it was intentional then, but it's probably intentional, at least jumping on it. I don't know if he's trying to fuck with their stuff or whatever. But then they started giving him shit and, like, getting his face, telling him to fucking lick it up. And, like, he's kind of crying a little bit, and he walked away. <laughs> and I was like, man, fuck these kids. And I just threw the milk at them. <laughs> and, God, you know, oh, dude, I haven't, I haven't remembered the details of this. I ran down the stairs, and they fucking surrounded me. Like, they were all around me. At least in my... Like, uh, they circled me and somebody shoved me and I like stayed on my feet and came out of the circle and just turned around and fucking booked it. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's amazing, dude. Just standing up to people though. I guess. I was fucking stupid is what I think, but hey, I'm in one piece, so. <laughs> that was a cool story. <laughs> you think you're about to get beaten up. <laughs> I thought I was getting my ass kicked. I really did. Like, the adrenaline rush was ridiculous. I ran so fucking fast. And, like, I started running and, like, instantly, like, my hamstring hurt. I was just like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> full send. Pulls in. <laughs> Dude, that, that's crazy. Like, I swear, I remember there was, I have, there was these fifth graders one time. They were, I was in fourth grade and they were a year above us. And, dude, my best friend was a kid named Ethan Stein. And, dude, this kid read books like you you wouldn't even believe. Like, mm. this dude was one of the smartest kids I've ever met. Mm. And he was, like, my best friend. And there was this fifth grader named Aaron Antonu. I biggest, remember the name. Biggest dick, dude. I still remember his... I don't remember any of his friends, but he was the biggest dick. And I remember he, he came up to Ethan and he was reading Percy Jackson. And he smacked the book and he's like... Like, if you read Percy Jackson, like, you're a pussy. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, that's Watch my out. boy. Watch out. That's the type of person you're going to end up working for. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I love Percy Jackson. I love my homie Ethan. I, I remember I remember, I was just mad, and I turned and shoved him in the bushes. Oh. And all of his fifth grade homies looked at me. I was like, I'm going to die. And I started running. <laughs> so you got a similar story. Dude, then. I had a similar story, but here's a, I started running down the hallway, literally, like, 20 feet. Like, oh, my God. Sister Catherine was our fourth grade teacher like turned the corner and just like stared everyone down like dude she was literally a nun from hell like she was so <laughs> dude satan put her there just to, like scared the shit out of her dude she scared me so bad i still have nightmares about her i remember she just grabbed us all by our collars and just shoved us in her room 
And like, we just stood there for like, we couldn't go to recess for like a week. Yeah. That was scary, man. That's funny. That was just scary, man. That's the favorite. Ethan, yeah, that was my boy. So, well, do you know where that kid's at now? Ethan? Yeah, is he killing shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kinda? No, like he... No. He had kind of a rough life. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go into it, but just some shit didn't really work out. Yeah, shit didn't really just... work out. Um, he was like a genius, and then he had some like family problems. And I think... Um, yeah, he had some family problems, and his parents split up. And I think he had a tough... Like, his family had a tough time with that. Mm. Yeah. And uh, he had a tough time with that. And, uh, yeah. Hopefully that shit works out. Uh... He he went to he took a gap year because okay. I think he was having some problems and then he went to University of Illinois, and then um, he died in last December. Well, fuck. Yeah. Sorry, bro. It's all good. It's just sad That's because that is a, sad. Yeah, it was a waste. Like it, it was just the kid had so much talent, you know. Mm. It was one of the smartest kids I've ever met. How did he die? Can I ask? Uh, yeah, he committed suicide. And, uh... Yeah, he stood in front of a train. And, um... Mm. Yeah, it was a sad day. That sounds like a sad day. Yeah. What's his name? One more time? Ethan Stein, man. Rest in peace to Ethan Stein. Yeah, he's a fucking champ. Props out to his family, man. Fuck. You know... I I partially believe in a whole set of parallel universes, and I don't want to get that deep into it. But I'd <laughs> I'd like to believe there's he's, another there's another universe out there where he's a fucking you know using shit. that potential CEO somewhere. I you know I part of me believes that. I I, I hope that. that's true. I hope it is too. This uh, you yeah. know there's there's a lot of things in your life that have to go right for you to go. You know, a lot of things have to go a certain way for you to be where you are now. And a lot of it actually is chance. And I'm one of the the strongest believers in accountability and controlling yourself. But there's a lot of things out of your control that influence the decisions you make. And like, fuck, man. He had the talent. He sounds like he was a good dude. I'm sure. Great, yeah. I'm sure there are circumstances where he was fucking awesome. So, you know. It was just just weird because uh, after that happened, I just went on to social media and like, I saw it on news that, uh, or I saw it on, like, a, the website, like, the Damn. Hinsdale website that it, it was estimated he got hit by a train at, like, 12.05, mm. and he posted on Facebook that he's going to do it at, like, 11.40 or 11.30, and it was just like, what if someone saw that? You know, what if I saw that and Did called you, him up? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sad. It is sad. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I wish there was a way to just, I would, I would love personally to have a way to impact people like that. Yeah. Like, I guess I can't, I can't speak on what happened, but there's a lot, Then you know, I think, I think there's a certain level of like management you have to do to your own psyche. Like when you feel yourself getting down, there's things you can do to get back up. And I think that's a constant battle that we should all be a part of and probably should be talked about more. And like, I'm, I'm the worst talking about that kind of thing, but 
there's like there's definitely a level of self-regulation where you feel yourself getting down there's things you can do to, to fix that I, I just think mental health is standing awareness yeah I mean that's like yeah. Yeah, I mean, like taking a step back at it. Yeah, sure. I think, from like a numbers perspective, like we went to Sage Creek. There's three hundred and something kids in our graduating class, and I don't think anyone that I've heard has committed suicide. But in my middle school class, there's sixty kids, and four kids have committed suicide. And it's just like looking at it from that perspective. It's like, how can you be a principal at that school and just be like, we're doing fine here? Like, don't you think? It's a small sample, but it seems like there's something wrong with the numbers there. That's, yeah. Um, you know, it's tough to say if that's actually true or not, if there's a problem, and it's tough to say what the factors are that may have caused that problem. But yeah, I mean, that um, that doesn't seem right. Because there's a lot of different types of people who went to Sage Creek, and maybe we just didn't hear about Maybe something happened, we didn't even hear about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it seems like... I wonder, I wonder what the actual, like, just base rate is that you're working with in the first place. Because, like, out of 300 people, for everyone, I mean, everyone's that I know of, I can't, I can't speak on their health, but everyone's still kicking it, still breathing, you know? Like, yeah. respect. I mean, the other reason I say it is because there's two totally different schools, you know? Yeah, so, okay, so talk to me about the differences, because I obviously... I'm the farthest thing from Catholics, and I, I, I have, <laughs> Dude, I have no just, knowledge of what goes on in this place. I mean, we, we, we talked about uh, conforming and like the, uh, or, or, or we talked about like the group think, and that's the biggest group think I've ever been a part of. Religion in general, or that school? I mean, like both. when I look back at that school, it was literally just being in one giant cult. Yeah. I mean, you had to wear the same clothes as every single person. You did this. We literally went to every single class together, mm. and. Um, I think there was literally, there was no point in time where you had like any type of freedom. And I think like once you get told what to do your entire life and you have like the, uh, this opportunity to do what you want to do, I think some people like will thrive on that and some people are just not mentally prepared for that. Maybe. Like, I, I'm just, I'm just, just throwing stuff out. Yeah. No, I think um, I really know. When, you're, when you're forced very strongly into doing things, it puts you in a bad position mentally because you're put in a certain box and you don't belong in that box that you're naturally going to become very unhappy. And when it comes to, I don't know how much religion was pushed here, but when it comes to religion, particularly where it's like the consequence for not falling into the box until you to put in is an eternity in hell. It's like, it oh, really, yeah. it really can fuck up your head. That's how I feel about I mean, it. If you're in trouble, you're going to reconciliation. You're going in a box with a priest. Yeah. You know? Fuck that. Dude, I just remember I, I left that school in the middle of seventh grade and I came to Aviara and I remember sitting in class, and I was out. Um, kind of forget what I was talking. I was talking to someone like, "Yeah, like I'm an atheist." And I like looked at him, I was like, "Like what the fuck? Like what's wrong with this person? Like how could you be an atheist?" Like I like that's so weird. I thought like atheists were like the worst people on the planet. That's crazy. And I just remember being so freaked out about it, like that entire that's day. Crazy that dude. I was like, I just thought everyone was Catholic, and everyone was like, like some type of Christian. So you're you know? putting that box. Dude, I was an atheist since day one, bro. The first time you <laughs> and if you asked, I would have fucking told you. <laughs> dude, dude, if if I would, if you'd have told me that in seventh grade, we wouldn't have been friends. That's crazy. Because that's just how like that's not that's just how you're like you feel it's like there's only one right answer, and someone else is not Catholic. Yeah, but that's the thing. There's a, there's a lot of Catholics out here that out there that believe that. Yeah. Where it's like one hundred percent atheists are terrible people. Yeah. 
Like, man. I thought that. That's crazy. I went on. I, That's I, so crazy. That scared me. I was like, this person is literally like a devil worshiper. Like, I didn't know what to think. Like, I was yeah. just like, this person, like, what do, the, what do his parents do? Like, I don't know, man. That's insane. I never knew that. That's, um. Remember, that freaks me out, though. Yeah, no, that's gnarly. That's super crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird how people grow up. I'm definitely gonna not send my kid to private school. Yeah, yeah, no. You're, um, do your parents go to church? Are they religious still? Or were uh, they ever? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like hardcore. They are or they were? They they were, but like their beliefs are hardcore, but like, dude, I, I haven't gone to church in like, I haven't gone to church in like a while. Yeah. Well, you're, you're an atheist now, right? No, I, w- really? I wouldn't say atheist. Definitely what would you not. say? I would say, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, there could like be. Like agnostic? I, I mean, like, I just don't know. I mean, my grandma was talking to me about this in, in, to an insane amount. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really see like right now why I have to make that decision. Like I used to be hardcore Catholic and then I was like sort of Catholic and then I was Christian and now I just. It sounds agnostic. I'm, I'm I think that's, just, I mean, you don't have to label it, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what my label is, but like, I'm definitely kind of just. Ah. That's how I would state it. <laughs> I mean, I I'd know. probably if I got like a, like a, like a census, I'd probably say Christian. Just because. No. If my parents saw it, they'd smack the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, they would. Is Jerry religious? I'm. Ne- yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah. I've never gotten that vibe at all. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. He but like just really believes in like God and Jesus and like the whole whole nine yards. It's a. Uh, Dude, oh uh, yes, yeah, he does. I have a church, but um, yeah, we just don't go to church. You don't. You wouldn't get that vibe from our family, but like we're pretty Catholic. I mean, Christine just wears like <laughs> like crucifix necklaces, and that's about it. <laughs> but dude, I I want to talk to you about this. Cause okay. I don't yeah, know sure. Talk to you about it, but me and Torres talked about it. Okay. And how much time? Okay, chill. Um. I know it stops at 59. Yeah, what are we at? Just so we don't cut this off. 42. Okay, Perfect. this will take like 20 minutes. All right. Okay, nice. So, <laughs> crazy, crazy theory. But, going back to Catholicism. Okay. On how, um, you know, like, God's the, God's the winner and, you know, the devil's the loser. Um, what if... You know, like in the Bible, it's it's always saying that like that God conquered the devil, but like everyone makes their own decisions on whether or not they're gonna be like with God or with the devil. But like I, I was thinking about it the other day with Torres, and it was just like, well, like if there was a God, like why would He create so many rules and like be so wrong about so many things if He's all knowing? That it's like, what if God didn't get it right? Like what if God didn't win? And like what if what if the devil won? And He's just portraying himself as this godlike figure and created all these boundaries around himself. But in order to like make himself look better, he portrays himself as this god. Because if he know if we knew we were praising some bad person, so like if you were the, like if the devil, it just sounds like you can do whatever you want, right? And like you have free will, but like whatever you want to do with that, you know, it could be awful things, which would be like de- looked down upon, but also it could be great things. So. so here's something interesting. Yeah. Right. And did that make any sense? Yes, I, I totally, totally. Especially because I have I have no first hand knowledge of, of the Bible in any form. 
But from what I've heard in the New Testament, God was kind of a fucking dick in the stories. Yeah. Yes? Even in the Old Testament. Yeah, okay. Like, he, he made one guy, um, I think it was Abraham, like, he was like, well, if you, if, if you believe in me, like, kill your cows. He's like, well, if you believe in me, like, burn your crops. And he's like, well, if you believe in kill me, your kill your son. Yeah. And he's about to kill his son, and God's like, all right, all right, chill out. Like, I didn't think you were going to do that. And then he came down and, like, talked yeah. to him. But <laughs> where was I going with this? I had a few points to make. I kind of lost them. I guess the first is, if there were God, okay, that was all-knowing. Well, oh, okay, let, let's start here, actually. Let's, let's contrast the teachings of Jesus Christ, right, with God. Okay? Okay. Just for fun. Jesus Christ... First of all, is a figure that if they were real, which I don't think they are, in okay. my opinion, okay. I would respect the teachings of Jesus a lot more than the teachings of God because Jesus was all about loving everyone, right? No matter what, we want to love all people. We want to help the poor. We want to like, no matter what you've done, we're all people, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, the, like almost like modern day hippies. Okay. Yeah. Like, but, but really, yeah, no, no, like, no, no, yeah. you're right, you're right. like that's what it was. And so for that, that to be a teaching, and then there's another teaching, which is my perception of religion is follow my rules and you get eternal happiness in heaven. Don't follow my rules. Don't believe in me. You burn in hell for eternity. Okay. How are those like related in any form? They're not. Yeah. That, um, that seems pretty fucked up. And so, and if, if we want to get further into things that I have problems with, with religion, there's, there's two others. Um, go, go over some of the rules, you know, about like what you are supposed to do and what you aren't supposed to do in religion. Well, I mean, God gave you like the 10 commandments. Okay. So let's talk about a few of them. Well, off the top of my head, I probably know like four and it's like, I agree with a fair amount of them. Like they're pretty basic. Like you can't like, uh can't like commit murder but like you have to honor the sabbath you can't believe in any other gods uh you can't mm. covet your neighbor's wife but it's like i think it's like reading the bible is where i see the other like flaws yeah okay. but when it comes to like homosexuals or like like if you're gay like you you can't be gay or else you're going to hell it's like well like if, if god bullshit. if if god's all-knowing why is there so many flaws if like why if there were a god who just understood the bigger picture I mean, it seems First like God's all, a little closed-minded. Like, that's yeah, what I'm trying to yeah, say. Like, <laughs> I agree. Now, here's the thing. I just want... Because I, I tend to not like closed-minded people. I don't either. And I feel like... I don't at all. When I look at the Bible in, like, uh, the big scope, it's like... There's a lot of closed-minded ideals here. Yeah, I agree. And that's... I mean, in my opinion, religious people tend to be more closed-minded. That's a trend. That's a real thing. And it seems like that leads to you not liking a lot of people... And being intolerant towards a lot of people. And the thing is, is like the teaching, it's like directly in contrast to the teachings of Jesus, which is what separates, you know, Christians from Jewish people. And it's like, it kind of seems like that whole portion of it, which is like supporting the poor, loving everybody, like being empathetic, like this type of thing. It seems like that's pretty much thrown out in like the actual application of, I don't want to put everyone in this bubble, but it seems like in a lot of cases, that part of it is kind of forgotten. And that's the part that actually resonates with me personally. I just think, I don't know, I'm just kind of at a point where it's like, I just think there should just be a religion where you just 
there's no money involved. You just go out and you, you help people and you're good to the planet and you're good to other people. And it's like, it's not all these rules. Like you just have, I don't know. Like it's just, that, that probably is really dumb. I don't know. Well, the other thing is just like, let's just have some perspective here on okay. the whole universe because we'd like to talk about universal stuff. Got it. Okay. There's life on earth. There's supposedly bacterial evidence of life on Mars. There's 800 billion light years of space. We have a decent idea of what exists within 1 billion light years of us, which means we have, or sorry, within like five light years of us. So we have a scope of one over 1.5 billionths of the universe. So like 0.0000000000001%. That's how much of the universe we know about. It's and within that, less than that. <laughs> okay, fine. But yeah, you get my point. Yeah. Now within that, think about the amount of life that's existed, the amount of life and what's going to exist after us. That's more intelligent than us and different than us. And there's probably gonna be another mass extinction and almost everything here is going to get wiped out and something smarter than us, but totally different will exist on this planet. Right now think about all the other forms of life that probably exist in the other billions and billions of light years of space where we have no idea what the fuck's going on. Right. And now, and now imagine that one ruler exists of all this space and time and, and life and just crazy shit going on. And basically we describe God as a fucking human. Like he's clearly jealous. If you don't follow him, he's going to fucking throw you in hell. Like, like in a lot of ways, it's a persona personified being. And like, even if you want to subscribe to some higher power, which I don't believe in, but I wouldn't say is impossible why would it why would we think it's human like in any capacity it just doesn't make sense it's a, it's a really it's like when we used to think that we were the center of the universe and everything revolved around us it's natural to think that before you have more information people are generally self-centered but like why would we assume that the entire order of what exists from like a higher power element revolves around us exactly people thought galileo was crazy right 11:10 when's 11:10. Okay, so we got 10 more minutes. Yeah. Um Yeah. I mean, I mean the Bible's all just That's the problem with that. when I when I I remember getting out of high school, I remember talking to someone and I I just remember thinking like in in a in middle school and like in elementary school that like you know the the Bible's broken up into like every like the chapters of who wrote it like Peter wrote it and then Paul and then like you know there's different sections of whoever wrote it and it's like I remember like oh yeah like Peter wrote this all down and it's like dude this dude didn't know how to read or write like there's no way that in negative thirty BC yeah that this guy knew like this fisherman probably had no education. Yeah. Was sitting there just writing this down with a pen and paper and it just And it also happened to be like perfect truth from God written by this guy. Look, I'm skeptical of everything. Mm-hmm. If you can't fucking prove to me that that book is the word of God and God's <clears throat> out there fucking talking, I don't fucking believe it. If you can't prove it to me, I don't believe it. That's just my framework on basically everything. I have like if you don't give me a reason to believe something, why would I believe it? Right? Otherwise it's just a guess. It's just a pure guess. And it's like, with all the, the billions of possibilities out there of what the fuck is going on in this universe, it seems like narrowing down one specific religion and diving in deep into all the details has a really low probability of being right. Not zero, 
but like zero, you yeah, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why like, like I'm not going to put a label on my religion. Like, I just don't know. Yeah. Like, there's no way to know, you yeah. know, dude, that's what, dude, that's what scared me about my grandma though. Okay. Yeah. What, what'd she say? Well, like I, I just had to lie. What do you mean? Well, she was just like, she was asking me about like death and, um, and like she's been going to church a lot recently. Like she never mm. really used to go. And um, it's funny, kind of funny how that works out when you start getting older. <laughs> You're like, yeah, like, oh, I'm gonna like, die. I may as well, you know, in case it's real, I may as well protect myself. My best here. Little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, but it's like she's asking me what I was thinking about death, and like I try not to think about it really. Yeah. Um. I try the way I think about death right now is kind of like a motivating factor and not like a fear factor. Hundred percent. But, like, from her standpoint, like, it's not really a motivating factor. It's not all that helpful at that point. It's more of, like, an inevitability that's going to happen pretty soon. Right. And it's, like, she was, like, well, I believe there's a heaven, and I believe, like, there's a hell, and I believe that I'm doing a lot of good things, and I was, like, yeah, there's a heaven, you know? That's what's going to happen. Because it's, like... You have to say that. You you can't go up there and be, like, yeah... As much as I believe speaking, in my, as much as I believe speaking what you believe, that's an exception. That's yeah. a rare exception, just, but that's it an just exception. Scared me. Like it's like fuck. Yeah. Like, oh, you're staring down the barrel of a gun. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's fucked, man. <sighs> yeah. Just it scared me though. Regret. I think the biggest thing you should aim to do in life is to try to minimize regret. Just do what you want to fucking do. Because here's the thing. You do what you want to do, and you're happy, and shit goes bad, guess what? You're going to fucking die. <laughs> you do what you don't want to do, and shit goes good or bad, whatever, but you're not happy because you're not doing what you want, guess what? Either way, you're going to fucking die. Like, I don't know if, if, I, if I feel good about that or bad about that, but like, either way, it's the same thing. It's like, why, w- why would you spend your time doing something you don't want to do when the at the end of the day... It's the same thing. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. It's not going anywhere. There might be, I mean, maybe there's a time in the future where science, like, cures it. I don't even think that's impossible, but not in my lifetime. So. I don't know. I think we, uh, we might get to the point with this. Merge with computers? Yeah, uh, Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I know, I'm I'm just saying, like, in our lifetime, I think it's a possibility. Okay, it's a possibility. Like, if we get to 80... Like, I could see technology get to that point in 60 years if we don't blow ourselves up. Yeah, that's, that's always the, uh, the qualifier. Yeah, I mean, if, as long as we don't blow each other up, like, well, right. I think we'll be fine. We, we're not doing bad so far. Hasn't been that long. But <sighs> I was pretty scared senior year. Yes. I was, I you was know like, where I stood. I think I've probably scared you. I think a lot of people scared I think turning on the TV scared me. Yeah. But... Ah, dude, I, I didn't like either of them. I'm gonna be straight up. Either what? I didn't like either the presidents or the presidential candidates. When? What, when are you talking about? In 2016, when Trump ran against Hillary. Yeah. I was... I was that's probably was, like, the most, like, scared of, like, the future of Earth. I was like, these are the last two people. Dude, there's no way I'd vote for Trump. But god damn it, please don't let Kamala Harris run against him. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, give me anyone else out of the DNC, and it's a no-brainer. But, like, ah, dude, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't vote. If Kamala Harris came out of the DNC, I couldn't vote. 
God damn it, she's such a bitch. <laughs> I, don't know, I just, I just think there's just a major flaw in how yeah presidents come about. Yep, too much money involved and too little incentive for like the actual like most intelligent people in the world to go for it. It's just too much money. Well, it's just it's just designed for the people with the biggest egos to go go for it. Yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the goal is to have someone with the big ego who also actually wants to help people there. But dude, like. That's the thing, that's, that's like, there's these, like, philosophical frameworks that guide everything in your life, right? And one of them for me is that, like, people can't control, they, okay, you have complete control over your life individually, but, like, you know, you're born a certain way, you're given certain circumstances, like, some people are just fucked up, and it happens, and whatever, and in my head, it's like, the people who have a lot can deal with less and we need, we need to be working to help people. Like there's no reason we shouldn't be helping fellow humans. And that's like a framework I can't get around. And it's it because just, we live on a different piece of grass than them. Yeah. And it's like, I really just, I try to get in other people's heads and I guess I get the selfish aspect of it, but like, I just can't come to grips with how you could like see somebody else who's different from you and just think they're inherently bad or like just anything like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, even like terrorists, like they're raised their whole lives taught that Americans are evil. Like if you were in the same situation, you'd feel the same way. Like Definitely. it's just, it's just a deep level of empathy I have for all people and like their circumstances and how they were born. And I just can't, and it's funny cause I talk about empathy. So it's ironic to say this, but I can't, I can't figure <laughs> out why other people don't, can't see it or choose not to see it, you know? Yeah, I think everyone needs to take a sociology class. Yeah. But, like, even, like, your description of God, God doesn't have empathy. If he puts you in hell for not doing what he thinks is right, Mm -hmm. no empathy there. What if you're born with shitty DNA? I mean, like, you don't choose what your DNA is. You're genetically programmed to turn out a certain way. Some people are screwed from the start. Some people are screwed from the start. They deserve to burn in hell for eternity based off the genes that they didn't even choose to have. No. Yeah. No. I, I don't know. I don't think so. Dude, If I mean, if that's what our God is, I'd rather fucking go chill with the devil in hell. Hear me. I don't care if anyone... Like, I hope people listen to this and this comes up and this is a fucking huge thing that people come at me for. I, I don't know. give a shit. <laughs> <No>. Everything... <laughs> the way it's described it, we're going to see it happen. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't... I don't know that. I'm just saying, like... I don't, I don't trust people who don't have any empathy for other people and are that close-minded the way that the divisions between heaven and hell are described. No trust for that. No belief in that. Just on a philosophical level, I don't believe in that. Yeah. That's, I mean... Okay. So, should we wrap this up or roll into a second one? We have to stop either way. Okay. So, we're running up on our hour time limit here. So are we, are we going to start another recording and merge them together or just kill it? Oh, we can merge them together. Like, do you want to keep talking or? What do you want? What do you want? No, it's up to, I'll, I'll keep talking. Like, I'll keep talking. Yeah. All right. Pause this now. We're going to roll into another one. Hang tight. We're going to end it here. Ha! <laughs> All right. We're rolling back in here. Part two. Yes, sir. So little little chat while we were off there and uh <laughs> we're, we're rolling into something so something i used to always say and it was like really important to me was um 
understand when you're wrong and understand that you're wrong a lot and be ready to adjust from that. That's just a reality. A lot of things you believe are wrong. One quote that I love is don't believe everything you think. So I think there's like a legitimate thing where you have all these beliefs in your head and you don't have to know which ones for sure are false, but just understand that a lot of ways that you see the world are just inaccurate, right? But I also believe in another thing, which is know when you're fucking right. And that's most important when you know you're right about something and everyone else thinks you're wrong. Who fucking cares what other people think? So I think, I think knowing when you're wrong and trying to identify it and understanding you're going to be wrong sometimes is really important. But more and more now, I think it's more important to understand when you're right. And um, yeah, I, I don't know what else I have to say about that. That's just, um, that's kind of a, a framework change that's pretty new for me, actually. It's just like, trust yourself and fuck. When you're right, you're right and fucking own it. No matter what. Yeah. I think I'm trying to do that right now. Yeah, I think that's a... It's a big part. It's a change you gotta go through. That's yeah. that's a I mean that's a partially a big Gary V thing. If you don't know Gary V, social media giant, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. He's got um, his own marketing firm. He's he's all over the place. Early investor, a bunch of stuff, whatever. But I, I listen to him a lot, and one of the things is like, you can't you can't. It's mostly just ignoring judgment. Like, other people are going to think things about you, particularly people close to you, and it's like, when you are right about something or you disagree about something, like, with anyone, whether it's a large group of people, someone you care about, whatever it is, I think it's more important to fucking own it than to be on the wrong side, you know, like, going through the motions with something you don't believe. I have such mixed feelings with that, with, with, Talk other, to with other people's judgments. Okay. Like, I, I remember, like, I, I, I can recall distinctly times where, like, I remember people judging me or, or judging others. And it's like, why are, you, why are you doing that? Like, you shouldn't be doing that. It's awful. No. But there's other times where people have judged me, and I'm, I was so sad about it in the, in the moment, but I'm so happy it happened. Know when you're wrong, know when you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Easier said it, than it done. It just pushed me so much. Like, yeah. just how other people have said something, and they judge me, and it's like... Some people can deal with it and some people can't. And there's, there's a diff, there's, here's the thing. There's judgment that comes from a good place, right? And then you have to take that judgment and evaluate it and say, well, was I wrong or was I going down the wrong path or was I right? And should I ignore it? And you make that calculation and that's rational. But when you're right, stick to your guns. But now on the other side, there's also judgment that is not coming from a good place where people make their judgments about you for whatever reason. I mean, like people naturally judge other people. That's just human nature. And the ones that you don't think are coming from good intentions, you shouldn't even begin to evaluate them because they don't mean shit to you. But even the ones that come from good intentions, it's like, it's worth evaluating, but know when you're wrong and try to know when you're right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like a game. You got to understand you're going to be wrong sometimes. But fuck, like, sometimes you're not. And sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you're going to be totally right. And every single fucking person you talk to is going to tell you you're wrong. And it's going to happen. Like, that's a thing. And you got to ignore everyone. In my opinion. So in my humble opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's tough. <laughs> it is. Definitely easier said than done. It's actually, I mean, it, it really is a mental battle. 
Like yeah. I, I try to keep myself in that framework. Like, so I'll go through times where I feel like I'm too swayed by other people and I'll go through times where I feel like I'm too closed minded. And it's like, I, I actually, I'm trying to think of how I do this, but there's just this intuition and feeling I have of like where I'm at mentally. And I try to kind of like move around how I think about things, but like very intentionally, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And right now, the thing I think I want to do more than anything is like care less about what other people think. I think that's the most important thing. I think above all in my life right now, I'm going to do way better things if I tune everyone out and say, don't give a fuck. Sorry. If I pissed you off, I pissed you off. Sorry. <laughs> but really, because, yeah, no, because yeah. you're going to find people you think more like a lot more often, and that's going to open up new opportunities for you. And you're going to push away people who are going to hold you down. And yeah, yes, there's going to be some conflict, yeah. but like... Fuck, I just, uh, I got shit I want to do. I want to put myself in a position to do it, and I don't really care if somebody disagrees. There you go. That's, uh, so that's, that's my battle right now, and I'll, um, spend a lot of time thinking about it, why I have to do it. You know what I'll do sometimes? Mm. I did this when, uh, we tried the drop shipping. <laughs> yeah. I was fucking pissed. You know, I was pissed because, <laughs> yeah. god damn it, we, we blew probably combined like 500 bucks and didn't make a goddamn dime. You think? <laughs> yeah, we didn't make anything. We didn't make anything. I don't know if it was 500 or more or less. Hopefully less. I think it was somewhere around there. Yeah. I do too. And I just sat, I sat, and I, I wrote. On a, I could find this piece of paper too. My competitive advantage is my work, work ethic. I'm going to great. I'm gonna build a great fucking business. I don't care what anyone fucking thinks. I'm building a great fucking business. Like, and I just tried to write it into existence. Like... That's it amazing. was angry. There's a lot of anger behind it, <laughs> but but what I I believed every fucking word of it. Like I was just, it was such a real thing. And it's like, I looked back at it. So I was on a plane coming back from Italy, and I was bored, and I had my notebook, and I was like writing thoughts, and I was like, really bored. And I was like, I'm gonna read back through it, you and I I read it, and I just remembered like the rage and determination in it, and it's like, dude, I feel like. Pulling into anger when you want to do something. I don't know how healthy it is, but like, <laughs> it gives you some fucking fire and I love it. Like, yeah. But, but anyway, where, where I'm going with that is recently I've been writing like, you know, I already naturally kind of think like this, but like, like last night I was literally just writing on a piece of paper, like impress yourself, fuck judgment. I don't care what anyone else thinks. Use judgment as fuel. I don't fucking care. Impress yourself. Do it for yourself. Like, like just... I'm already pretty internally motivated, but just trying to pull everything and bring it inside. Mm-hmm. Because that's another thing that's interesting about that is, well, I, I want to say a lot of good business people feel that way, but the two that come to mind are Gary Vee, obviously, with like, fuck judgment, don't don't worry about it, like, fuck what other people think. But also, it was a big thing for Warren Buffett. It was like, one of the things he said a lot was like, one of one of the big things that led to my success was I had an internal scorecard. Like, I scored... I cared, I judged myself based off my own values and nothing else. I think that's really important. Like, figure out what you believe in. And at the end of the day, it's like, like that's why I didn't want to sell fake shoes, for example. Because we could have easily sold all those vans and made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything about thinking we were going to get caught because we weren't going to get caught. It wasn't thinking we were going to lose money because we were obviously going to make money. It was at the end of the day, I care about what I think about me. That's what I think actually matters. And... I don't feel good about fucking people over. I, I, I just don't like, yeah, we could have made 
I didn't even think shit about tons that. of money. But dude, it's not even about money. It's like my whole business obsession is because I want to prove to me that I can fucking do it. And I think I can fucking do it. And it's fun for me. So I'm going to go balls out and we're going to find out if I can fucking do it. So yeah, that's the shit that's been heavy on my mind lately, bro. So what motivates you then? I, I try to understand the world as much as I can. And I have a set of values and opinions and beliefs. And I think deep down, nonconformity is something I really value. And, um, but there's, I mean, there's a whole set of things probably I value and, um, trying to act on them. Like real, like at the end of the day, I think I can be boiled down to, I have my philosophies and I want to act on them. And I don't, the other thing is, what's really important. I, I mean, I've said this so many times already, but make your fucking actions match your words. If you say something, act on it. If you're not going to act on something, then don't let it fucking come out of your mouth. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like... You want to walk the walk? Yeah. And it's like... Anytime I say... I want to do something big, I preface it with like... I don't know if I can. I don't know. That's the game. I'm not trying to prove to other people that I can. I'm trying to prove it to myself. Because at the end of the day, I don't fucking know. I could fail at everything. I could fail out of school... Because I don't value the school system. I could go balls in on trying to make money on my own. And I could fail and I could fuck myself. And that is possible. And I'm okay with that. So I want to prove it to myself. It is crazy. It's nuts. Oh, it's so illogical and it's so insane. No, no, but like it's... I think it's the, the sanest thing I've heard though. It's both. I think, no, I think you're doing think- the most sane thing out of all of our friends. Maybe. But in the terms of how we look at it, it's the most insane. Like, if you put... If you, if you when I tell about, people what I'm doing, and like, yeah, I might fucking fail school next year. It's like, you're fucking crazy. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Like, you should not be failing school. You can pass it. Like, blah. And I don't think I'm going to. But, like, just in general, yeah. I mean, not even from that standpoint. Okay. What standpoint are you looking at? Like, you're... More real about who you are and what you're trying to do than anyone I know. Like, people... Appreciate it. I mean... People go to school and they, like, say they, they that it's amazing and it's, like, what they have to do. You don't have to go to school. School nope. sucks. <laughs> school does like, suck. Okay, maybe not for everyone. Not for everyone. But for... I feel like... I feel like when you say, like, you know, I don't need school and people look at you like you're crazy, like, that's sane. You don't need school. I don't. You know? And... Forcing yourself to do something that you don't really want to do for four years of your life when you don't have an infinite amount of time on this earth is insane. You're gonna fucking die. You may as well die by your own sword. Like, you shouldn't... If you live your entire life... This is... Okay, this is this is the regret thing. I don't feel regret because I do what I want to do. I do what I believe in. I never... I make a decision, and I don't regret it later because I say, given all the information I had, I made the decision that I felt was right. I think regret comes from when you do things that other people think you should do. And then later you regret it. You look back and yo, damn, like I really wanted to do this. What if I did it? Well, you kill all fucking regret when you do what you want to do. Right? Yeah. That's how I feel. Uh, One thing I, I don't think I'll end up regretting it, but I was going to take a gap year last year. You know this. Mm. And, um, I let my dad talk me out of that one. And, but you know what's funny? 
I didn't, I made that decision for somebody else. And now I think it's right. Yeah, because, I think it goes both ways. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but like, maybe I was wrong then. Maybe I let him convince me I was wrong, but I didn't feel like I was making the right decision at that time. But, and we'll see how I feel at the end of the year. But now I just feel like, it's like I'm at a point where I'm developing certain business skills and I would like someone who can fill in the gaps a little more. And I just feel like I need to meet as many like-minded people as me as possible, which is part of the reason I'm trying to be more outspoken and like care even less than I already did about other people's thoughts is because I need to find the right people and I want to do it as fast as fucking possible. And I think I need to be more outspoken. I need to give less of a fuck if I'm going to do that successfully. I'll, at these days, I'll talk business with anyone who will fucking listen to me. Mm. I think that's what's going to maximize my probability of success. I love that point about being like a, not selling the fake shoes. Yeah. Because of how it looks on you. You're not... You're, the internal scorecard. You don't feel good. Would you feel good about it? I would not feel good about it. I would make money. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. I literally thought about it from the standpoint like, hey, I could probably make, make money not get caught. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that would probably bug at me un- subconsciously that I wouldn't even recognize. Yeah. Yeah, it's facts. I mean, it's crazy. I'm just like... It's like each person has a different brand. Yeah. I think I'm trying to hone in on what I believe and act on it. That's crazy. Like, your name is your brand, you know? What you stand for. Yep. That's crazy. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. I mean, everyone... It's not what people say. What people say isn't reality. Every day, what you do defines who you are and what you believe. Because what actually... How most things work is people act and they rationalize it after. So what they do determines what they believe. A lot in a lot of cases and not the other way around and I don't I don't know where the causation is for me so I guess I could say I don't know if I act on principles or if I generate my principles off of action it's probably I mean I'm sure it's a little bit of both but I try to drive myself based off what I believe more than anything else but like I don't think like if at the end of the day I didn't feel like I were different from other people naturally I don't think I would value nonconformity right if I were like I'm but it's weird because I also have this conflicting thought that like, I'm just an average person. Like what's different about me? You know, like, am I going to go anywhere? I'm just another fucking person out here. It's just weird. I feel more and more that two opposite things are the same. Okay. Mm. I'm trying to explain. I hate when people say that. But. Average person. What do you mean? I don't know. Like, I, I don't think anyone's average. Well, everyone... I know. I, I, yeah, okay. yeah, the yeah, reason yeah. I say this is because... Yes, okay. I remember one time I was on Instagram. Okay. And there's a thing called fun fa- like WTF Fun Facts. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's this thing where it's like... Like, no one has a... Like, no one has a bad singing voice. Everyone could have a good singing voice. And I remember looking at that and I was like... That's so dumb. Like, anyone can do anything. Like, I remember, like, just looking at it and being like, yeah, like, no shit. I don't know. Like, I just remember just thinking, okay, everyone can play the guitar. Like, everyone, there's no excuses. Like, I don't know. It's just. (sighs) So, 
I think of it as like sliders, right? Like you've seen like the two K sliders, you can move things up and down, or like the skill ratings, and it's like you're born. So let's just say like my MBA potential, right? I was probably born at like on in terms of the well, I guess relative to the average, maybe it's like fifty. Like maybe I'm I had a higher chance than fifty percent of people, but only one percent of people make it. Right? Yeah. So we'll, yeah. we'll just say it's so 50, 50% is an be, awful percentage. So, like, I'm more likely than 50% of people to make it, but I need to be more likely than 99.5%, right? I right. could get from 50 to 99.5, possibly, but it would have taken literally every, hour, every waking hour of my fucking life from ages 5 to 20 to get there. And then maybe I could have. I might have gotten to 90 instead of 99.5, right? Probably, given that I'm 5'8 and not that athletic naturally. Right? right? So there's a slider. Like, I could have worked my whole life to be an NBA player, and it probably wouldn't have happened. Right? right. On the other hand, maybe my business slider is like a 70. And if I work my balls off, I could actually get it to a 99.5 because I have natural skills, and I was born in a certain environment where money management was stressed to me at a young age, and it just analytical thinking ran in my family, and it started me higher off on that slider. Right? Anyone can work to move the sliders, but it's harder for certain people to get to certain spots. So yeah, it's probably true that anyone can have a pretty good singing voice, but like LeBron was never going to be bad at basketball. <laughs> like I'm serious. Like he put in the work to be the best ever. Don't get me wrong, but he was a fucking freak. He was never, he was never going to go pick up a basketball in second grade and be the worst kid out there. That was not <laughs> within his range of possibilities. <laughs> so you have to understand that, yeah. right? <laughs> So that's where I stand on it. Like, you could do anything, but, like, also understand reality. That's true. <laughs> but, anyway. What was your point? So you're talking about average people. Yeah. I don't and, even know what was going okay. on. Did I, did I cut you? Did I run into your thought? Or did I no, it's a good it? point. Okay. Like the 2K sliders. That's a weird way to put it. But, like, in my head, I literally have this image of every trait you could possess, mm-hmm. right? I've been thinking more visually lately. That's a whole different topic. I could go there. I have a, a lot of self-awareness of what's going on in my head. It's a weird thing. I could, talk, I could talk about that a lot too. Anyway, but I've been visualizing this. There's all these different sliders in your head and every day what you choose to do moves you somewhere on those sliders. Interesting, interesting thing. Your brain is significantly more plastic than people think. Plastic? So, Pl- uh, plastic meaning, sorry, that's a psychological like, like, no, term. No, no. Like, like it changes. Every day when you do things in your life, the structure of your brain changes. The things that you're good at change in your that's head. such a trip. Because people think that like everything's static. It's not at all. So literally, the reason you're so different at certain times than others is because what you do every day physically changes your brain. So you can consciously do things to try to put your brain in the position you want it to be in. I used to do, I used to think about this a lot freshman year. It was like, there were things I wanted to do and I wanted to change my brain to put it in a position to do it. I don't really think like that as much now. I kind of just want to do what I want to fucking do and get there. But one thing I'm consciously trying to change in my brain is like I've been saying, but there's a whole psychological aspect to it is more and more I'm going to go where I want to go and live the happiest life. If I can train myself to not care about other people's opinions. I think that's the fundamental focus of my entire like intellectual framework is that I want to care less about what other people think. Dude, I'm not going to lie. 
Yeah. For a lot of this podcast, I've been thinking about what you said to me about putting stuff on YouTube about like acting. That's such a good point. Talk to me. Like at first you said it and I was like, that's a dumb, like, well, well tell me for the podcast. What did, what did I say? Well, I was talking to Dom on how I think the coolest career path for me. Do you want some water from mine? No, no, you're good. The, the, the coolest career path to me that I think is available out there for me is, I think acting is one of the coolest things. And I was just talking Dude. to him. Okay. I'm just going to cut you off real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I'm so fucking excited to hear you say that. Why? That's awesome. Oh, thank like, you, man. You fucking, like, I've you got something like in there. People, yeah. All right, continue. I think I've only said that to, like, Mac and you. That's about it. That's lit. And, um... Now it's on a podcast. <laughs> now it's on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... Um... Basically, I was just... How did we even get to the point where it's like, I don't know what to... Did I say I don't know what to do? Or, like... I, I just think I said that, and you said, you know what you should do. Yeah, you... Oh, you know what you said? You said something along the lines of, like, I want to be an actor, and I know there's no chance of that happening, but I think that would be cool. And I said... Start making content because, and basically what I said was that you have, there's two things that are really important for getting any job is you need people to know you exist and to have a thought about your brand, right? Some people are going to like you, some people aren't, but you need to have awareness first and you need proof of concept. You need to prove that you're good at something because no one's going to hire you if you're not good at it. And it's two birds with one stone if you just go online and create content because you have the awareness and if enough people see it, there's going to be a lot of people that like your brand, but also you have proof of concept. So if somebody wants you for a commercial, somebody needs someone for a commercial and their kid watches you on Instagram and they say, and there did, there's an awareness there from the parents or the parents watch you on Instagram and there's an awareness and then they can look at your profile and see that you're good at something. Then that's a connection that you can create by doing nothing but doing what you actually like doing already in the first place and putting it on the internet. It's because when you first said that to me, I started thinking about, like, Logan Paul and, like, the YouTubers out there. But, I mean, they make money, dude. They make a lot of money, but I don't really like a lot of them. Like, I don't, when I think of acting, I don't think of them in the slightest. But you I think of them as, like, the worst. How I, I, no, like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) No, like, when I think about actors, I think about, like, Brad, like, I think about, like, Leo DiCaprio and, like, Brad Pitt and, like, Margot Robbie. I think of, like, the, like, like, real big time people. Like, I don't really think about them. Yeah. But it's like, when I started thinking about it, I was like, for example, I don't really, I don't listen, I listen to a little bit of his music, but like, Sean Mendes, dude, when you think about him, like, you think, oh, like, that dude's an amazing singer, like, that dude was found on YouTube. Dude, it's gonna happen more and more, I'm trying to and think of And it's like, example. you're right, that's, it's, that's know, what's gonna right? happen. It is. That's, that's also why college is gonna be less relevant in the future, and why I'm less invested in it than other people, is you can say where it's at now and make your opinion. Yeah. But going forward, it's going to be more and more like people are coming out of college without the skills they need and it's going to be more and more proved that you have the fucking skills. And I'd rather invest in learning the skills and invest in proving that I can get through college. But back to your point, like the Old Town Road guy, mm-hmm. he's a legit musician now. You know, yeah, what, you yeah. want to know what he did? Have I told you this? So basically, he recorded his song and I guess he was a big meme account and he made a lot of memes and stuff. And he made 40 different memes with the song in the background, right? Mm-hmm. And a few of them went viral. And now there's people playing the song. And I guess enough of them went viral that it just snowball effect. Like, now people are looking for the song. Like, you know how when there's a meme out there and there's a song, people like, what's the song in the comments? Mm-hmm. And enough people saw it 
then it started the snowball effect of people listening to it on Spotify and playing it. And there was so much awareness already from people who never heard of this guy and never actually looked for the song, but were aware of what the song was, that it created all this awareness. And now he's a legit musician. Yeah. <laughs> like, but... His album was good. I, I don't know anything album. about his album. He just I'm, drops an album. I'm hyped as shit but... that he's a real... Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's like, at the end of the day, if you can get in front of people, talent wins. Like, facts. If you put your shit out consistently and you're the best at something, people are going to become aware of you and people are going to want to work with you because you're the best. When you're the best, if you put yourself out there, you'll fucking prove it. That's how I feel. Damn, I got amped up for that. That's, that's kind of crazy. You're so right, though. No, when you're right. I fucking know I'm right. Shout out Gary V. I don't know if I would have known that without him, but that's just straight facts. I mean, just like being ahead of the curve, though, you know? That's why, remember we had that conversation I launched the other day? I was like, I want to see where society is. I want to take in as much information as possible and draw trend lines. And, um, and act today... Right? So we have these trends of where society's going. Everything's going onto the internet, right? And we're and there's this curve, right? And we're on the early part of the curve, and I wanna act like we're about six steps ahead on the curve based off where society's heading. So I wanna make my decisions today based off where I think we're gonna be in six years. By the way, that's um the Shopify CEO. Totally jacked that idea from him. To- Tobias Lukey, whatever, how the fuck you say his name. <laughs> that's like everything I'm telling you, none of these are my thoughts. I mean they are, these are what I believe. But I pull everything I believe, I pull bits and pieces from people, right? Like my dad's a big part of my life. I pull a lot of stuff from him. I listen to Gary Vee a lot. I pull a lot of stuff from him. I read a lot of Warren Buffett and other big investors. I pull a lot of stuff from them. I listen to a lot of CEOs and people who I think are smart and look up to and I pull a lot from them. And the people I think I want to pull a lot from are the people I believe in, right? If Gary, if I can invest in just Gary Vee's future net worth, I'd put so much money on it. If I can invest in Toby Lukey, I learned so much from listening to him for two hours that I was like, I don't fucking care what Shopify costs. They're going to fucking win. This man's a, he's a fucking brilliant human being. Like, <laughs> but seriously, it gets me fired up. And, um, but yeah, that's, that's a combination of like, that's some, some Gary V and some Toby Lukey, however the fuck you say it combined. And it's like, there's, there's the structures that exist today. But if you have awareness, you have proof of concept, and you see where the world's going, then you can win. Yeah. You don't have to do it conventionally. Uh, I don't know if you're going to do it. I really fucking hope you start making content. I really want to. <laughs> I, want to I want to make a channel tomorrow. Make a channel? Okay. Cause like, all right, don't it, lose your energy. Don't lose your energy. I'm calling you tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make you fucking start a channel, and we're going to go do it. And I'm not going to be in it. Because I don't want to be, because that's not my thing, but I'm going to fucking record you and we're going to make some shit. All right. Okay. I'm going to force you to do it because you're going to change your mind in the morning. Oh, no, I, I won't. I will do. Okay. Because when I, when I look at my life, dude, I, just, I know I just want, this is super just out. I just want to like act, make a ton of money, start VC firms with you and Torres. I want a VC firm, bro. And just start capital firms and then literally just travel the world. Dude, okay, we need to get Kyle on here. Dude, I feel I like... I fucking love dude, Kyle. Dude, I feel like... I, I don't know him that well, but I feel like he's a beast. And, like, the one night in Slow, like, we got on some deep shit. We were talking... We were talking some good shit. Like, I want to, you know, 
get another perspective in here that mm-hmm. I that I trust. There's only there's only a handful of people where like I get deep with them on a relatively consistent basis and I trust their opinions and I could use another one. Dude, I'd love to have them on here. Honestly, I love everyone in crew, but like it's me and Torres, huh? Huh? It's me and Torres are the people you go deep with and that's it, huh? Is that I where go you're deepest with, with you and Torres, definitely. Yeah. But I think since college has happened, yeah. I haven't really met, okay, excluding, I'm about to mention it, but like I haven't met anyone that's really blown me away, but two people mm-hmm. I've met in college and that's it that have changed my life. Okay. And I feel like, like Mac and Kyle, I'm literally so happy they've come into my life. Dude, Kyle is literally such a fucking <laughs> champ, dude. Dude, like, I, Torres is, you and Torres are, like, my best friends, yeah. and it's like, dude, I don't, I haven't even spent a whole lot of time with Kyle, but I know he's a great fucking he's guy. He's a beast. Like, Alright, I haven't talked to him Kyle enough. Here, um, I wish he wasn't fucking out of the country, I'd love to have him on here. Yeah, hopefully um, this is this shit. <laughs> you should send it to him. Please send dude, it to no, him. no, we're gonna post this. Yeah. Well, I know, post it and then send it to everyone. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're going to want to listen to us talk for two hours, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, so. that's fine. Yeah, I'm not even going to listen. <laughs> I probably will. I probably will at some point. I love everyone in crew, though, to be... Yes. To all be love. Fair. All love to crew. Crew's, crew's, crew's the best. All fucking love to crew, even though at least half of you guys would agree with basically nothing I've said on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. It is. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Dude, that's a trip. I'm fired up about the acting thing, though, for you. I I'm swear so, to God. Dude, like, I hate when people dream up a boring life, because, like, I've dreamed up too. a pretty amazing life, and, like, there's a couple people that I for sure want in my life, and yeah. you and Toys and Kyle are, like, for sure is in there. That's, that's just, I know I want that. Throw Mac in there, too? Oh, Mac's definitely <laughs> there. I got to give it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, that's just kind of weird how that works, yeah. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I just wanted to make sure that's a, that's out there. It's weird because I know that's like a, I don't know. It, it was just weird being like really, I don't know, like I feel like I met her and I became like really serious right away about it. Yeah. Like I was, I was kind of thinking to myself, I was like, I don't understand how people could meet someone and being like, I'm not going to get into this shit. Never mind. That's way too fucking sappy. I'm not gonna <laughs> I mean, you that. can, bro. It's like... No, no, no. It's like, I don't really want to get to that. All right. You don't have to. We're... <laughs> maybe, maybe for like podcast a thousand. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. You can uh, you can say it to her for now. Yeah, yeah. We'll just, just keep that, that in house. <laughs> for sure, bro. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah. That's why, dude, I, when you say you're not going to get married, I think you will. To be clear, it's purely for like... Dude, I think 100% you will. You're going to meet some crazy ass girl who's going to have some crazy ideas just like you and you're going to be like, oh. <laughs> Gabby V. <laughs> That's possible, dude. All right. But if I did, I think we'd come to the conclusion that, yeah, let's be together and not get married. Dude, that would be a fucking gal. If I found a girl. I didn't think about that. If I found a girl who agreed on that. I want to say, like, wifey, but no. <laughs> I'll that's say funny. that. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, that's hella funny. But I can't say wifey because we'd have to mutually agree not to get married, dude. I feel like if that happened, you'd end up getting married. Fuck. If you were like, yeah, we, we both think it makes no sense to get married, it's like, 
alright well now it's gonna happen I just know. know that you're gonna find someone who that's the problem I know you're, you're not gonna get with someone who you would disagree with so much yeah so we'll see it just seems like uh, there's a lot of reasons not first of all the odds are against you 50-50 chance you get divorced and a 50% chance you don't get divorced and wish you did not great not great numbers I'm a big numbers guy 75-25 against you doesn't sound great. And not to 75? mention, well, 50% get divorced, but I'm kind of just making up in my head that 50% who don't wish they did, because <laughs> they just won't do it, because groupthink and whatever, judgment, whatever. But, um, yeah, the numbers don't play well, and then you're getting the government involved with your relationship. Like, I don't, I don't care about society norms. I'd, I'd live with the girl for my entire life. And never get married and never think twice about it and not care. Like, dude, I wonder how like societal norms that came about. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a play on both the environment and like the realities of your life, like what you need to do to survive, that creates the culture combined with human nature. Like, dude, can I ask you about something? Sure. Because. Well, I was really eavesdropping, but like you were talking to Danny. Yeah, you weren't eavesdropping. I was talking right next. You were talking right next to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I wasn't part of the conversation. That's sure. Right. So, okay. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I got you. But dude, you were saying, and I've been thinking about this too. I but love you, making people think. By the way, anyway. Well, you made it, yeah. That's some of the problems I have with you sometimes. You make me think too much. <laughs> but you were talking to Danny about how you okay. don't. Here's my problem with you. I have these, like mindsets that I'm like yeah that's it and then I talk to you and it's like well I'm fucking wrong but like <laughs> everything's great like, I was like, everything's I was, great cause like when I picture my life I'm like yeah like my, ki- my kid's like oh this is Santa Claus but it's like dude like when you said that to Danny about oh, like, yeah. why you shouldn't teach them about Santa Claus it's like <laughs> like that's kind of a good point you know yeah so you want me to re-say it real quick yeah re tell it. me if I say it correctly again okay. basically I said first of all you don't need to lie to them at a young age. Like, I didn't really say that, but I feel like that's a given to me. Like, I hate lying. My whole, like, I keep saying it. It's like, if you say something, you should fucking mean it. And that applies even to little kids. I don't want to shelter them from the reality of the world. But also, when you just give them shit for free from a young age and say that it came from something else, you're you're teaching them entitlement straight up. That, like, the entire entire life... If, like, until age 10, you give them shit for free and say it was just gifted from nothing, you're teaching them that shit's going to be handed to them for their entire life. What's well, if you're and, nice, you get it. If right, but everyone gets it. Yeah, it's yeah an, it's no an, matter an, if you're nice it's, or it's not. It's more, more <laughs> than anything, it's a threat to get your kids to behave Yeah. in that sense. But, like, why... I think you don't want to raise kids to think everything's going to be handed to them because it, it's like what I was talking about earlier with internalizing things, Right. When that's your reality for 10 years, you've internalized that at least to a small degree for the rest of your life. You'll never be able to fight that off. A small part of you is going to believe that shit should be handed to you just based off of that. And it's just such a clear message that shit comes from nowhere, is created by somebody who doesn't know you, and gives it to you for free because you exist and because you deserve it for no reason. And it, I, I think that's an awful mindset to give to children. Yeah, and I love the phrase you used. The false reality. Did I say that now or before? Before. Before. False reality. You're creating a false reality. It's true. It's just fake. That tripped me like, out. I'm not going to lie. At first, you, first, you said that. 
Because you start with a say, you start with a statement like, yeah. "I'm not gonna tell my kids about Santa Claus." I'm like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" Yeah, yeah. I was like, "All right, like, like, you're really going overboard." And they started explaining it, and I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, but now that I take a step back, I'm not surprised that you, like you view that. Yeah, I mean that's that's been in my framework forever. Dude, like, your kids are gonna ruin so many other kids' childhood. I can't wait. <laughs> no, like I can't wait till a teacher comes to me and says. Your kid did this. This is a huge problem. And I say, 99% of parents lie to their kids. I'm not a liar. You can lie to kids if you want to. I'm not fucking lying to kids. Dude, I can just imagine a little Dominic Cousinelli. <laughs> Dude, because little me is going to be so much more obnoxious. If, it ex- if, if I have kids, they're going to be like me and like, I don't care in some ways. <laughs> But they're going to be way more obnoxious about it because I'm going to go out of my way to like, you know, Are you just like something? do what you think, do what you think is right. Say what you believe. And you know what? If you're wrong, if you're genuinely wrong and you're a smart person and enough people tell you you're wrong and explain to you why, then you're going to fix it. But if you believe something that's wrong and you won't say it, it's not getting corrected. Right. I mean, yeah. that's also a reality of it. It's like, there's a lot, I, I will say things and people will talk to me and I, by the end of the conversation, I will shift. It'll be like those sliders I was talking about. It, it agrees on your belief, it, it exists in your belief systems too. So I'll stand at one point and I'll end a conversation and my slider will be moved. Like, huh, I was wrong because of this and this, I need to adjust. And it's, it's a natural process. But it comes from saying things that people don't like or don't agree with. That's true. And like, when it comes down to it, I'm not, I don't want to fucking lie to my kids. Especially if I think it's worse for their future. I have no interest in doing that whatsoever. I'm just I'm just imagining some like I love it. Some innocent little child coming up to your kid and be like, Oh, like, what Santa Claus give you for Christmas? And your little kid's like dad There is no Santa Claus <laughs> And I hope that kid's life is better. But really, I I believe I could be wrong. This could be something I could be convinced otherwise of. I really believe that that kid's life would be a net positive. Maybe not in that day and maybe not in that year, but in the next 60 years of their life, I think it will be better because they knew at a younger age that Santa Claus didn't exist. I believe that. So I have no problem. I will, I will never, never is a strong word. Maybe I'll change my mind. I will not lie to my kids about Santa Claus and I will not tell them not to tell other kids. They can do what they want in that regard. Like intellectual freedom, bro. Your kids gonna be monsters. Oh my god! I hope so, dude. Intellectual <laughs> freedom is a big thing. You can't tell people what to believe, and like that's a big. That's another big beef I have with religion. It's like you believe this shit, or you're going to hell. You you take people's fucking brains, and you put it in corners, and you don't let it go where it wants to go, and it fucks people up. It fucks people up. I've I've seen it. I know what's a thing. If you say. If you let your brain wander to this point, you could put yourself in hell. That is a psychologically fucked up kid to put in, or a fucked up thing to put in a young child. Only, only tangentially related to Santa Claus, but you see, like, you see what I'm saying? Like you, you need to have enough confidence and have the infrastructure to create your own thoughts. That's, I mean, that's why we have so many people who don't think about things. Because they're taught from a young age that they're not allowed to. This is what it is. You believe this. You have to. 
I think that's part, I mean, that's probably part of the reason I am how I am. It's like, I was never told anything is what it is and believe it or else, like, I kind of, I had strict upraising in some ways, but for the most part, like, I think, I think religion is the biggest thing that, that saps intellectual freedom, but there's other things, but like, I never, I never had anything like that tying me down. That's why I have all these unconventional thoughts, and I think that's part of the reason I value nonconformity. It's like, that felt deep, man. I didn't think I was going to go this deep. That's pretty gnarly. That felt real. I mean, it all felt real, but... I didn't think I was going to go this deep on this podcast. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, episode one. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we calling this thing? Whatever name we come up with now is not our permanent name. <laughs> Full disclosure. We gotta create a name. We do. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna slap something on this at the end and throw it out there and hopefully in a week it'll be something different. I feel like if we made a name right now, it'd just be dumb. It would be. Do you wanna brainstorm throw some shit out? <laughs> we were gonna roll with um Fuck. What was it before? Like uh, uh, DRL? DRL. But the R is not here anymore. Yeah, the R. We, the R is out of the country. DL, you gotta keep it on the down low. The DL podcast? The DL podcast. The crew cast? Dude, <laughs> I was talking to Bryce one time. Oh, Bryce Busher. Because yeah. he was like, he went through this phase where um, it's like hardcore and a rock. And like, yeah, I've I been just, there. I, he still listens to it. And I remember he was like, I listened, I watched this documentary on the Eagles. And he I said, think I watched that too, by the way. But yeah. You watched it? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and so, like, I think, I'm pretty sure this is what happened. Okay. They, they went into the woods and they were, like, trying to find out. Yeah, so I watched it. And they took a bunch of acid. <laughs> and apparently they were all just, like, laying there or something like that. And, like, an eagle flew by. Is that right? Yes, that, like, yeah, I watched that. The yeah. Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> That's so lit. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. I, yeah, that is amazing. You know, maybe we'll re-listen to this. May or may not be on acid. <laughs> just, get, just full disclosure, never done acid. Don't plan on doing it anytime soon. Yeah. Maybe someday. Definitely a possibility. I don't but, think I don't think I um but I yeah, I'd I'd re-listen to this and be like, oh, that'd be a fucking good name. The Eagles? No, just something from the podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, Eagles, oh, oh, oh. the Eagles podcast. I was like, oh, I think that's okay. <laughs> uh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Dude, I don't know about Acid. That scares me, especially after seeing what that happened to one person that we know. <laughs> Not to be named. Yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It scares I mean, the shit out of me. It's gnarly. I'd have to know more about it. I think psychedelics in general get a bad rap that they don't really deserve. Oh, from yeah. some people. Yeah. I mean, like, some people think they're, like, completely yeah. chill, which I also think is dumb. Like, you gotta... There's good and bad with everything. You gotta be careful. But, like, um... But it's it can be scary, like, if you abuse it, though. That's the, I, would, that's yeah, I don't. Problem. I don't abuse anything. Is the thing. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Like, like the that's worst why it gets a bad rap. Yeah, I think the worst thing in terms of addiction I ever had was I smoked the jewel for a year, and now that I know how awful it is, I fucking hate myself for doing it because I knew better. But I eventually let people convince me it wasn't that bad because there was no research saying it was that bad, and things started popping up about a year after I started, and I quit on the spot. Maybe picked it up twice since then. It's been mm-hmm. at least six months since I've even touched it. And it's been 
over a year since I smoked on any sort of semi-regular basis, way over, like a year and a half, I, I would never touch it again. Like, I don't say things I don't mean. I'm never going in my mouth again. But, um, I knew better. I knew better. And I let people convince me otherwise. And I kind of fell into, like, group think. Like, oh, my friends are doing it, whatever. Everyone does it. And, um... I also think of sliders on life expectancy. I think of sliders <laughs> on a lot of things. And it's like, it's, it's, all, it's like probabilistic thinking, right? That's almost what it is. So it's like, there's probabilities you make it to a different age. And the median outcome for how old I could live to probably went down from that, US, or from that year I smoked the jewel. Like there's, if you think of an infinite amount of possibilities, you can call it parallel universes, you can just call it like, you don't know what's going to happen, but there's all these things that change the reality, right? See what I'm saying? Kind of. Kind of. I'm saying... I have a point after you stop. Okay. I created a reality where I'm dead in five years because I smoked the jewel and it causes some crazy lung disease and I'm gone. Because there's some gnarly shit coming up. And I'm just pissed because I knew better. That's all. That's all I have to say about that. And anyone listening who uses it, look up fucking... Just look up some of the lung shit that's coming up. Like the rare cancers and tumors and like crazy shit that no one's ever seen that's popping up after someone used a jewel for only one year. And like... You know, if you can't stop, or if that's not enough incentive to make you stop, I won't judge you, obviously. But, like, think a little bit the next time you fucking go to hit a jewel. It's a bad decision. Okay, but also... Say? Yeah. Good point. But also... I feel strongly about that one, because yeah. I've lived it, and I'm fucking pissed at myself. Yeah. But also... I mean, but also, like, in terms of sliders, like, I feel like... I think probability is a better way for me to say it now. That's in how I feel about it. In terms of probability, I feel like... But sliders is cool too because it's visual. I feel like you can't necessarily just say it's going to decrease. I think there's just such an experience that you did for such a short time that you saw and it's like, you're going to like look at things deeper now when people come to you with things. Yeah, there's a world so where that good. actually improved my life because I learned from that's it. That's what I'm thinking. That's true. Maybe. But there's also a world where the damage is already done and now I'm dead. There's a world where that's the reality. Well, it's not this world because you're alive right now. For today, it's not. Thank God. I hope it doesn't become that. But, like, I've told that to my friends. And they laugh. Like, ah, oh, you barely smoked the jewel. But, like... That's good. <laughs> like, it doesn't... I mean... Pure poison. Don't get it twisted. That shit's pure fucking poison. Yeah. Scary. It's so scary. I really believe that. If I could go back to the first time I was about to hit a jewel... Mm. in my current stage and knock myself the fuck out with a fist to the face I swear on my life I'd do it <laughs> swear on my fucking life I'd go knock my bitch ass out over I, I remember where I did it too it was um it was right down here not swing but an area in Vaticitos and DK had it and he gave it to me and I'd go back to the fucking pass and I'd pop myself in the fucking mouth <laughs> on God. Uh, I think I gotta thank Christine for never hitting the jewel. Huh? I think I have to thank Christine for never hitting the jewel. For never hitting... Oh, because you weren't... Yeah, you weren't going down that path. Yeah. I knew from like yeah. a young age I was going down that path. I think... You know, I think I don't get addicted to things too. For the same reason, like... I think it it goes hand in hand with like not really caring what other people think. Like, not directly, but like... No, you know what it is? It's just, like, incentives over feelings. Right? So, I get... On side A, 
there's the option of continuing to hit it and feeling the, pleasure, the, the, the head rush that comes from it and not having the withdrawal symptoms that come from not using it, right? That's side A. And side B is whatever health effects come with it, right? Mm-hmm. And if losing the head rush and going through the withdrawals is more valuable than the health issues that come with using it, then I'm done. It's really that simple. Did you ever have, did you have withdrawals? I had cravings. You know what else I told me? You know what else I did? Shout out to my fucking roommate, James. I fucking, I told him, if you ever hear that I hit a jewel since then, punch me in the fucking face. I'll punch you in the face if I hear you hit a jewel. If you see me hitting a jewel, if you watch me hit a jewel, fucking stone cold, I'm not looking, punch my ass in the fucking face. (laughs) And I mean that. I fucking mean that. I'm going to be pissed in the moment and I'm going to thank you later. Anyone listening, you see me hitting a jewel, punch me in the fucking face. And that, that actually helped. That was something that actually helped. I was like, I was like craving a jewel. And I was like, and we were in the dorms. So like word moved around. Like I wasn't going to hit it. No, like, cause I, I told everyone I was going to quit. Uh-huh. And like, you know, we're all friends. And I was like, I can't do it. I'm going to get punched in the fucking face. That was real. And it helped. Like I'll punch you in the face by we see you. Yeah, bet. Please do. I will. That's hella funny. I forgot about that too. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm apparently I'm real about this whole punch in the face thing. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Dude, one day I'm gonna see you with a black eye like you got a jewel, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> too many people heard that podcast and they saw you out in the streets, the fucking jewel. <laughs> That's amazing. That's helpful. Dude, you know what I always think about is the time we went to that that one party. <laughs> I know. We've been over this. That's a great one. For some reason, that's one of the funniest moments of my entire life. But when I tell it to other people, it's, it's not so funny. dumb. It's so Only dumb. Only you and I know how funny that was. It was just like... And it's just crazy to think about that. How fucking high we were at that party, if I can put this on podcast... Hopefully no one. I mean, do you want to tell the story? Let's let's joint tell it. Um, it's so fucking dumb. Because I, it's dude, so dude, it's, dumb. It's amazing. It's, people are gonna listen to this and like, this is dumb. Like this is such a dumb story. I don't care. Let's but, tell. No, but essentially, <laughs> I worked at Office Depot. It was my first job, and this one girl invited me to a party. And she went to LCC. I hope she listens to this. I hope she does. And she, she, she was like, you can bring a friend. And I was like, all right, I'm going to bring Dom. And you had that little weed pen. <laughs> and we hit it a ton. And it was one of those things Mass. where either nothing happened. Yeah. Or we were gone. Like you could hit this thing all day long and feel nothing. And you can hit this thing all day long and be fucking fried. And dude. And I it was the latter on this particular we, day. <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting outside her house. And, um. Uh, <laughs> we we were listening to music. We were listening to Freebird, and I remember I was, <laughs> I was on a different planet. Yeah. And I remember talking. I was like, "Dude, I don't know if this is gonna be a fun party." And you're like, "Dude, she goes to LCC. <laughs> this is gonna be a rager." And I remember walking <laughs> walking up to her house. Oh god. Dead quiet. The house is dead quiet, and I'm like, "This isn't a good sign." <laughs> At all. I was like, is this the right house? Like, it's gotta be the wrong house. And I was like, damn, like, this house must be, like, super, super, like, locked down, super sound, quiet, I don't know. 
<laughs> we knock on the door, and I'm expecting to open the door. There's a bunch of people. It's a dark room. There's like music playing hella loud. Open the door. Parents, parents open the door. On a different planet, and uh, we we look at each other we're like, oh my god, this is about to be awful. Also, just for perspective, we barely smoked then, so it was like, if oh, anyone yeah. here actually stones, like this seems <laughs> like it would be chill, but like we were like new, and we were high as shit, and it was like, oh fuck, like there's parents right here, like what is going <laughs> it on? It was like one of our first interactions with parents, and like, <laughs> <laughs> and we thought we were going to a banger of a fucking party. <laughs> And we show up, and there's, like, there's, like, eight girls, and one guy, and one guy. <laughs> yeah, that Adam kid, bro, I still, I still remember that kid. <laughs> and there's, like, sodas, and, like, like, Cheetos. And cards. And, and it, it felt like we were at, like, a fourth grade party. Yeah, and, like, the birthday balloons and shit, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And, and we were, we were playing with the cards, and I remember there Freaking. was, like, this strobe, the strobe light. Yeah, and with all the colors. It was a, I think it was a disco ball. I think it was both. It was, dude, I have no I idea. I don't fucking know. But you had to put down cards that were the same color. I was so I confused. swear to God. I was so confused. Every single card was the same color. <laughs> I know. And I was, you had to put down, like, if you had fours, you had to put down the same color. Dude, I had and no idea what was happening. I was putting down, like, threes and fours <laughs> and nines, and they were all different colors. And I remember we were doing awful. And then... The, those other guys yeah. showed up. More kids with the same idea came in. High shit. Four guys, exact same idea as us. Show <laughs> up. Bits as fuck. Dude, I just remember going up and saying what's up to them. And just, I didn't know them. But I was like, oh, thank God. Like so I was so, dude, I remember. I was, I was so hyped. Literally saw them. I couldn't stop laughing. I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, I literally saw them. And I was so happy. I, was I couldn't exactly. stop laughing. <laughs> And I remember we all sat in the living room and we're all playing Never Have I Ever. <laughs> and so one of the guys dropped his jewel. Yep. And that's what made me think of this. And uh, some girl. Yeah, I see the connection. I didn't even think of that. Some girl picks up his jewel. Most innocent girl I've ever seen in my entire life. She's like, someone dropped a USB charger. <laughs> and, and, and the guy looked up and he started laughing. He's like, he's like, no, that's heroin. <laughs> And she drops. <laughs> she drops the jewel and runs straight upstairs to the bathroom. I gotta wash my she hands. Yeah, she comes back. I needed to wash my hands. <laughs> and then, and then finally we go to we go to leave, and the parents come back down. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Take a left turn. Walk into the fucking laundry room. <laughs> And the dad's like, that's not the door. <laughs> the, the perfect end. Like, <laughs> just sum, you, could, you could have summed up the whole story by saying, yeah, we were high, we showed up at these people's house, and we walk in the laundry room. <laughs> like that's, they were, The thing is, they were holding the door for us to leave. I remember seeing outside. You just followed me, too. I was the yeah, dumbass. You took the turn, and you were like, oh, I must be here. Dude, and I remember going outside and just falling on the driveway and cracking up. And I remember, if anyone ever listens to the story, they're not going to think it's funny. But dude, to me, that's one of the funniest nights of my entire life. Trust in the moment, probably, yeah, the funniest thing I've ever experienced. Oh my God. From front to end, the funniest thing of all time. (laughs) So, yeah. 
That's what made me think of that story. Was the, the I forgot story. about that. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. How much time we got? Dude, three minutes. We just talked for an hour. No way. Yeah. How crazy is that? That's insane. That's the second hour flew by. We were already kind of in the zone. Dude, that second hour flew by. Damn. Dude, because I was thinking, because we paused the last one at 10.55, and it's 12.09. So I looked at the clock a little bit ago and was like, what the fuck? Like, that can't be right. That's nuts. God, I hope, like, the 10 people that listen to this <laughs> enjoy it as much as I enjoyed talking. Like, ah, that's hella funny. Yeah, I yeah I feel like I feel like crew will give this a listen. Maybe not. Maybe probably not. Know. Maybe I think maybe Torres, Torres and Kyle. Danny said he wanted to listen. I hope Kyle listens to it. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, we, Kyle we gotta, got some real fucking love on this thing. He better listen. Yeah, Kyle better. You got jerked off. Shout out Kyle. Yeah. We gotta we gotta <laughs> we gotta hang next time you're fucking in the in the state, dude. I, I'm I'm sending it up to slow when I get back. I'm down. I dude, let's go. Yeah, that was one of the greatest days of my dude, life. Dude, the the first day they get back or like the first week let's send it up for the weekend that was the greatest trip of my life the first one or the second one not the second one or the second no, one no I don't remember the second one the first <laughs> one the, the second one was one of the worst times <laughs> first one was fun dude slow was lit I just remember sitting there and it was so beautiful dude I just didn't know I like slow that much like the first time I toured uh, it I didn't either I had no idea oh, I didn't I, even tour it I, didn't, I, didn't I toured it and I was like Eh, it's all right. Dude, I just remember... It was cool. I took like a three-month hiatus from smoking, and we smoked in Pirate's Cove. And I remember it was the most beautiful day. We're sitting by the beach. The naked guy walking by. The naked guy (laughs) running by. Dude, I remember looking (laughs) to the left, and it was just this beautiful, like, grass hill. Yeah, it was cool. Mountains, and behind me, behind us were these huge houses... I was like, oh my, these are beautiful. I remember, yeah. and I remember just looking back to the ocean, and I felt something on my arm, and I was like, what the fuck? And I look, and there's a French bulldog just right there, and I was like, <laughs> oh. oh my god, this is amazing. I remember just petting that dog, like, that dog was just roaming free, dude. Like, that was, that was beautiful. That's funny. Yeah. What a time. Alright, I think, I'm, yeah, I think, I think we gotta wrap this thing up think, at this point. I think we're fucked. I think so, it's over. Is it over? Oh, we got a minute. We got a minute. All right, ladies and gentlemen, anyone listening, I hope you fucking made it through two hours. I hope it was interesting. And um, shit, give us an idea for a name. Yeah, like, we got 55 seconds. Let's fucking... Spend the last 50 seconds running off names. Stealing. The doors. No, that's The TVs. The couches. Dude, something to do with thinking. Like, that's that's like... If I'm if I'm doing a podcast, I just want people thinking about things in a different way. I don't care if they agree with me. I don't care if they think I'm an asshole. I want them like, I just want to form new perspectives because that's so important for me. You know who's good at making names? Toys. Toys. Grub grabbers. Grub grabber, dude. And um, we should trademark that. We should. I don't know why it's not a thing yet. Fuck. If you hear this, don't trademark. (laughs) Trademark. And uh, (laughs) the the drop shipping company had a good name for it too, but that never happened. Which one was that? I don't know what the name was. No, that was me. That was shit. Yeah. (laughs) No, we had something. All right. Well, we're running out of time here. Oh, shit. It's been real. Peace out. Love you all. Yeah.